0: come so far We haven't come far at all Yep
1: we mm-hmm. have to learn from history And have to change Change things
0: uh-huh. mm-hmm.
1: All right Well on that note Do we have any songs You'd like to close us out on?
0: goodness <laughs> I don't it's know choice. it's a beautiful day outside but yeah. this is some deep talk we're having <laughs> yeah yes it is maybe something a little positive
1: oh <laughs> I'm looking at the last few songs in my that I've added and yeah. it's all I mean they're good songs yeah. and at the same time they're very yeah. much like yeah.
0: some Ray Jansen machine or something Yeah. <laughs> whatever you want you can <laughs>
1: definitely do something like along those yeah. <laughs> along those lines these are yeah. all very much like anti-war Perfect. (laughs) Song. So let's take a look and see what would be... What would be...
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's appropriate right now?
1: That's a great question. What is... What actually is appropriate? Okay. All right. I am having difficulty deciding. (laughs) So...
0: Just
1: don't even look. Don't even look. uh, That's going to make me really embarrassed when something comes up that I'm embarrassed about.
0: (laughs) I want a yes and, and
1: at the same time... um, (laughs)
0: So much pressure.
1: Sure. All right, I'm going to press play and then do a... Oh, we're going to do that song about It's Okay to Cry.
0: Oh, yeah. See, I just saved myself (gasps) from some embarrassment. Oh, thank goodness. See? I I
1: mean, I feel like I don't have too much in my iTunes that I'm too embarrassed about. Yeah. However... (laughs) You it's, never know.
0: I mean, I, have I don't to keep know. Keep some kind
1: of mystery about who I am. It's okay to cry, which I'm totally it's, okay with sharing. Yeah, see,
0: no shame, no shame. Oh,
1: <laughs> but there's a. It's not the Barney version. There's a different one.
0: Oh, let's hey. see. Barney's pretty cool. I sing his songs. All, I'm a nanny, you know, so I sing clean up, like every day almost. <laughs> he taught you how to, you know, be a good person. Yeah, to say sorry. Forgiveness. <laughs> Basic human human things.
1: I feel like generationally I was like just a little bit too old well definitely like just a little
0: too old. Little t-
1: <laughs> so there's the free to be you and me, which is the opening sequence. So maybe they have the whole movie, just so folks know, on YouTube.
0: Oh free to be So
1: you and, and they also have the whole cassette. Alright, so in preparation for next time, I'll uh, see what we can do. We'll do the theme song. We don't know what this is like, but uh-huh. hey, um I'm sure
0: it'll be positive. It'll be positive. <laughs> Yay
1: okay and of course there's an advertisement first because that's the world we live in yes and i just can't end up the show in a (laughs)
0: in
1: a smooth way but that's all right that's what we're used to here yeah so yeah thanks everyone again for listening
0: yay thank you so much make a difference (laughs)
2: And I say
3: Like me, you're probably wondering, should I inject bleach into my eyeballs with a needle? Well that's an excellent question. I'm so glad you asked. Statistics show that no, no you should not inject bleach into your eyeball with a needle. Paid for by the committee to stop injecting bleach into the eyeballs with needles. We are Unleash the Rain, and we're coming to you streaming live every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. here at MutinyRadio.fm in the Mission in San Francisco. Because we need more
5: rain in San Francisco.
3: Yes, we're still in a drought here in California, but this is a business show, you silly man. I was hoping for a rain dance. Well, why, that would be a lot of fun. And we do have a lot of fun on the show. What we do is we help small and medium-sized businesses leverage technology to increase revenue and reduce expenses and make it rain for your business. Are you sure it's going to be fun if I listen? We are very fun. We're also real world. We are not messing around. We're going to give you the real deal. Cool. So I can send an email to Vincent at Unleash the Rain or Stacey at Unleash the Rain and ask my business question or my technology question. Absolutely, ask us your business and technology questions. We would love to answer those on the air. And then listen to our podcast or listen to us live on Tuesdays. And also check us out on Facebook at Unleash the Rain.
7: And creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos, they- Oh, later! Count off us, son!
2: You're fuckin' thing! It makes changed
7: change like three times through <laughs> the course yeah. of that.
2: The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train, Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues. Punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, JD Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment, wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The morning train with JD Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds.
8: This is the story of three strangers hosting an open mic when comics stop being polite and start getting real. This is the Six Sad Open Mic. Every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. and every fourth Tuesday as our Six Sad Showcase. Brought to you by Adrian Villalón, Valerie Vernali, and Katie Carnes. See you there, Angsties.
9: But if you can't make it to Mutiny Randy, well don't even worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak sealing. Yes. So all you gotta do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host, Pam Benjamin, brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? (laughs) It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Are
5: you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
7: S. <laughs> D. Fap! Acid
3: and fapping! Fapping and acid! Acid and fapping! Fapping and acid! Fap, 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 fap. Acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping!
2: love may go. What's the reason? I don't know. All these changes are hard to make. Sometimes life, dear, is hard to take. Searching high, searching low For that feeling I used to know
8: Hello and welcome. Welcome to Women's Magazine. This is Global Val here at MutinyRadio.fm. Thank you so much for joining me today. It is Friday, May 19th, and it's a beautiful day. I feel like summer has finally come at us uh, with a big old smile and open arms. So I hope you're out there enjoying the sunshine. But don't forget to cover up, too. Keep take good care of your skin out there. Um, get some get some sunscreen and and don't check those uh, contents in your sunscreen. Make sure there's no phthalates. You know that starts with a P. Uh, that word, phthalates, um, and uh, you know aluminum and things like that. Things you don't need to put into your sensitive pores. Um, you know, the world needs healing. We can you know take care of ourselves and each other as well. So. I want to play a song that I that I played last week. Um, it's Yael Deckelbaum, Prayer of the Mothers, this group of women, Israel and Palestine, who have gotten together in a peace movement and uh, have done marches and gatherings, and they all wear white because they're saying, hey, women want peace. Um, and so Yael Dekelbaum uh, wrote and produced this song, and it's a big group of women who joined her uh, on this song, so Prayer of the Mothers, it's in various languages, but then towards the end, uh, you'll hear it in English. And um, it's, it just kind of, uh, I think it needs to be heard more. So here you go.
2: Sha trohrian man a let us Uh-huh.
3: only when women women of integrity and faith stand up for the future of their children. Congratulations it is my hope that you will continue to battle for peace in a constructive way and I look forward to the day that I will come and join you thank you for the children of Israel thank you for the children of Palestine thank you peace Shalom.
8: bringing you some peace this Friday afternoon here on Women's Magazine. Thanks for joining me, MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. And, well, you know, as I was saying before, the world needs some healing and, uh, you know, who better to do it than us, um, than you. Yes, you. Uh, Every little bit helps. Um, Speaking of healing, uh, we were looking at the Senate's Health Committee, um, which is comprised of um, 11 men and one woman. So there's a petition going around to try to level the playing field, so to speak, and um, add six more women to the health committee. But I say take it a step further. Um, make it all women. Let's see what happens then. Um, you know, one of the reasons that I would uh, put um, my confidence behind the women of, of the Senate uh, not, I'm not saying for their, for their partisan politics. Um, but back in January, not this year, but last year, 2016, there was a huge snowstorm, like a gigantic blizzard that hit um, Washington, D.C. And, you know, Senate wasn't, the Senate wasn't on recess or anything. They didn't close the Senate that day. Um, but, you know, a lot of people just chose not to show up. What was interesting is that all the people, all the senators that did show up to work that day were women. So we can use that as evidence to say that women are the hardest working, most dedicated senators that we've got. We just need a lot more of them. And we certainly need more on the health committee of the the U.S. Senate. So last week, uh, I didn't get a, a a big chance to do too much in women's magazine. But at the beginning of the common thread collective last Friday, I kind of broke down some of this healthcare bill that was passed, um, in the house of representatives recently. Um, they're calling it the American healthcare act. And, uh, it was, uh, HR 1628. That was the name of the bill house resolution. What it stands for. House of Representatives, House Resolution 1628 from the 115th Congress. Um, so, broke it down a little bit um, uh, that this bill that all the Republicans voted for. I think one person didn't vote for it, but they didn't vote at all. So, everybody else voted for it. All the other Republicans voted for it. Um, basically, dismantling. Uh, not just Obamacare, which was the Affordable hair, Health, well, the Affordable Care Act, or actually the longer title was the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, that got, you know, labeled as Obamacare, um, tearing kind of pretty much tearing that apart, um, and in, in certain, in some ways that you know consumers might might appreciate, you know, they would be take it would be taking away the penalty for not being insured. Um, Since that went into effect, uh, you know, if you didn't have health insurance, comprehensive health insurance for uh, the majority of the year, you were going to get, you got this, this tax at the end of the year um, that was growing. And um, so, you know, a a lot of people were kind of stuck in a hard, between a rock and a hard place in that. Maybe they couldn't afford this, the insurance, even with the subsidies that the government, federal government was providing. Um, couldn't necessarily afford to have the health insurance, but then at the end of the year, if they didn't, they were getting penalized. Um, so th- that was a hard part for everybody to kind of swallow, a hard pill to swallow in that healthcare bill, so to speak. That was Obamacare. Um, but what it also did. Um, was expand uh, Medicaid, so it made more people eligible for Medicaid or uh, federal assistance, um, state programs um, for for health coverage. So it opened up uh, more areas, made uh, allowed more people to be eligible for that, even when they weren't el- they weren't able to pay their the premiums. Um, another thing that Obamacare we'll call it Obamacare, uh, the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, um, did was that it it prevented private insurance companies from discriminating against people with pre-existing conditions. So previous, the prior to um, the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, um, if you had a pre-existing condition and tried to get health insurance, the company could flat out deny it to you or they could charge you really astronomical prices because they knew that your health coverage care was going to be costing them a little bit more money. So um, that was, I think, in my opinion, kind of the most monumental part of the Affordable Care Act. Um, and so this new bill, the American Health Care Act of 2017, um w- First of all, I do want to note that that there was at least one representative who admitted that he had not read the bill in its entirety, which is kind of a normal thing. There's a lot of staff, there's a lot of bills, um, there's a lot of paperwork in that job. Um, So, you know, they get often the representatives or the Congress. People get briefed on what a bill contains, and then they make their decisions accordingly and vote for it. So it's not an abnormal thing for a senator or rather a representative to, to not read all the fine print of a bill. Um, however, we have to keep in mind that often bills are very long and involved. Um, so I was tired of, of hearing about you know, all the hearsay about it. And I said, you know, I'm going to look up this bill. You can find it. It's H.R. 1628. And um, it's not a very long bill. So I really think that all those representatives who may have just skimmed it or gotten briefed on it, uh, I'm sure they could have found some time to actually read what was in it. So um, among other lovely Gems in this bill. Um, well, where, where where should we start? Um, <laughs> it amends the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. It amends Medicare Access and CHIP Reauthorization Act of 2015. It amends uh, Title 19 of Medicaid of the which is about covers Medicaid of the Social Security Act. Um, So lots of changes to very big um, kind of groundbreaking legislation. Um, In essence, if you want to get Medicaid, um, you have to make, you have to be even poorer. And the states would have to reauthorize your eligibility no less than every six months. So adding uh, bureaucracy, to uh, states, um, which is one of the only two reasons in this bill where the federal government would actually increase funding for um, that p- for the medical part of the federal budget um, going to medical assistance. Uh, yeah, the only the only um, increases to to that uh, budget would be to help states um, in their bureaucratic pursuits to make sure that people are eligible, um, kind of on a rolling month to month basis, but no less than twice a year. So if you're on Medicaid or Medicare right now, or Medi-Cal, for example, if you're in California, um, you have to submit information about your finances every year so that it shows that you're still eligible to receive it. Um, so this bill, if it were to actually become law at some point in the future, um, would require states to verify eligibility at least twice a year. Um, one of the things, uh, the other part, the the only other part um, of this bill that would actually increase federal money uh, towards uh, Medicaid and states is not for the healthcare itself, but again for the institutions for the state's um, bureaucracy uh, in order to do more auditing to make sure that if people are saying that they're eligible, they're actually eligible. Now, here's one of the kickers in this bill that's built in. It's another attack on immigrants. And basically, this bill states that any state of the Union, California, Nevada, whatever, um, does not need or, or is not required to give people reasonable opportunity to show that their immigration status is satisfactory. So states would would be able to choose whether or not they want to give people time to produce documents to show, that they have a satisfactory immigration status. So the federal government will still uh, honor the dedicated monies to those states only after that documentation of satisfactory immigration status can be proven. Otherwise, if, if the states choose to treat these folks who have not provided this documentation, or who have not been given a chance to provide this documentation, then the states are kind of out of luck. They're not; they can basically not expect um, federal funding. So we see kind of a strangling, uh, kind of a headlock of states, you know, who have their own budgets and trying to do things for the rest of their state and constituencies and the public good. Um, who would then be uh, forced. Into this uh, precarious position of deciding whether or not to treat people um, for their medical care, uh, running the risk of not getting reimbursed from the federal government if it's someone whose immigration status has not been proven to be satisfactory. So, a a, a huge attack on the immigrant population, um, a huge attack on states. Um, an increase of bureaucracy, which is what the Republicans keep claiming they don't like about big government. Um, and what this administration has been showing, like, you know, they're just like going around torching all of the different, uh, departments, you know, like the EPA, um, the justice department. Um, so this is a pretty ugly bill. Um, another thing, another stranglehold, a uh, strangle move that, that this bill, um, Uh, makes is uh, one little section that says, for one year, and I don't know why for one year, for one year, certain federal funds may not be made available to states for payments to certain family planning providers, parentheses, e.g. Planned Parenthood Federation of America. So again, Planned Parenthood is written into this bill as something that the federal government will refuse to pay states who support Planned Parenthood, um, you know, fiscally, that is, financially. Uh, So, yeah, really, really, um, really attacking states and kind of shoving them into the corner. um, You know, states that otherwise either are already or may want to provide, you know, funding to Planned Parenthood, uh, medical care to anyone, any human who happens to need it, uh, regardless of their immigration status. Um, and then, uh, making the states work extra hard, uh, to try to verify that eligibility twice a year, at least. And, oh, this is such a fun, fun bill. Um, I, I mentioned it last week about, you know, it's all about eligibility for Medicaid, basically. So if you start winning money, like the lottery or something, you got to report that shit right away. Um, you know, anything under $80,000, you only have a month uh, to really, um, for the state to to include such winnings as income um, for you. Um, but, you know, if you win between eighty dollars and $90,000, you get, hey, you get, the state has like two months to, to ver- verify that, um, you know. You get maybe three months if you win between ninety and a hundred thousand dollars, um, but anything over that by ten thousand dollar increments, um, you can have another month for that, but not to exceed one hundred and twenty months. What the hell are they talking about? So they're like, oh, but what if people win money and then then they can't, then they have too much money, then we shouldn't give them any health coverage. States make sure that people report these things. You got to report this to the federal government. We hate fig. Fake- Big government. Oh my god. You people are nuts. Um pu- poet pundit pioneer right here at Global Val. Thanks for joining me on Women's Magazine. <laughs> oh lordy. Um, yeah. And oh, and this is this bill has been filed under the title of Energy and Commerce, by the way. Because of course um, healthcare is a business. So. Um, Wow, I just got an amber alert on my phone. California amber alert, license plate 5SEY238. That's a 2000 uh, Toyota Corolla tan, um, California plates, 5SEY238 is a license plate number. Uh, Go help those kids, Um, amber alerts my goodness. Um, so much going on. Yeah. So other things in this bill it would eliminate cost sharing reductions for low income individuals with certain health insurance. There's a lot of, a lot of certain things mentioned here, but they're not actually specified. Um, Uh, It's also capping um, federal contribution to medical assistance at 2017 levels, even though it was initially supposed to go uh, keep keep going up through 2019. Um, uh, So many things. And now I'm creating some dead air here. Take a breath. Take a break. Well, one of the things that I wanted to mention, um, not just uh, specifically about this bill, this American Healthcare Act, um, but also just just the fact that you know I, I think millions and millions of Americans are are sitting around wondering what the hell is going to happen next. Um, now some people are, are activated about it and and actively writing and making phone calls and organizing and getting together and um, working on this, but at the same time there's just so much uncertainty. Um, but a couple of couple of uh, bright lights in the mist here um, that I, to me kind of show that the trend uh, that well that the that the trend in, in people's thinking is having some sort of single-payer health care system, health insurance. So single-payer being like the state or the federal government um, and, and and just basically having everybody have health care. You know, it's a, it's a socialist Democrat thing. Uh, they do it all over Europe. Uh, people pay taxes, but unlike in this country, their taxes actually go toward these, you know, public goods and services. And in our country, taxes go to uh, paying off um, w- war debts um, f- going as far back as uh, World World War II. Um, so, uh, but in New York State, um, there was, was a, um, a bill proposed and it passed through uh, the lower chamber of the New York State Legislature. Um, And it would abolish private insurance plans in in the state and provide all New Yorkers, except those enrolled in Medicaid or Medicare, with health insurance through the state government. Um, So the same proposal had cleared the state assembly in 2015 and 2016, but never had received a vote from the state Senate. Um, Now, critics do say that uh, the single-payer health care plan um, would require a massive tax increase to. Uh, so, you know, but, but the fact that we're looking at these options, um, I think, really shows where the trend is going. Here in California, um, there's a, a single payer, payer health care plan uh, bill, uh, which would provide universal statewide coverage here in California. And that bill, is called hold on, wait for it. You might know. You probably already do. Um, I think it's 562. Um, and it's, it's similar to what we have here in Cal in San Francisco, the healthy San Francisco plan, um, that started around 2004. Um, so there's a, a, a small tax, um, on small businesses, uh, who, who don't provide health insurance because they have a lot of part-time employees. Um, for example, restaurants and, um, and, but they can pass that tax on to their customers. And so you might get an extra like two or $3 on your bill. Um, but it's going into this public health service called healthy San Francisco. Um, So it's a sliding scale, um, for, you know, kind of low to moderately low income folks. However, when the affordable care act got passed, um, which required all citizens to carry private health insurance, um, it made citizens like yours truly here, um, ineligible for healthy San Francisco because it's not complete health coverage, health insurance. Um, but I think we see the trend of wanting, um, a more comprehensive public health plan as evidenced by New York, um, lower house passing that bill and California SB 562, uh, in the works. And, you know, if they actually repeal that requirement to have, uh, to carry full coverage health insurance, San Francisco is probably going to expand again. So, um, you know, there's, there's still hope in this, in this, uh, wilderness here. Let me play a little music for you. All right. Here's some Elisa Hava, Eve of Eden. right on. That's Elisa Hava from her crew called Eve of Eden. Eve of Eden Music. That's from an album called Natural State. And that song Rise is something that she released um, kind of in conjunction with the Women's March on Washington from uh, January 21st. And um, she does a lot of amazing work around the world um, with music and peacemaking. And Actually, she's the one who led me to the uh, Yael Dekelbaum prayers of the mother song. So thank you, Lisa, uh, for being a beacon and a badass at the same time, because that's the complexity of humans, uh, not just one or the other. Hey, a few other things from this American Health Care Act uh, that the Republicans pushed through uh, the House a couple weeks back, but remember, this has a long way to go before it were ever to become law. It's got a long way to go. First, it's got to go to the Senate, then there's going to there's be amendments there. If it passes the Senate, then it's got to go to conference between the House and the Senate. Then it has to go back to the House and it has to go back to the Senate before it ever ends up on that jackass's desk or whichever jackass may be at that desk at that time. So, um, yeah, still a long way to go. But let me tell you a little bit more about this um, American Health Care Act and, and just the next couple of minutes. I'm going to wrap it up. So let's see. So it, here's the big one. It's the last thing in the bill the very last section of the bill. And it's short. It says repeal of net investment income tax. This section repeals the 3.8% tax on the net investment income of individuals, estates, and trusts with incomes above specified amounts. Although in this bill, Those amounts are not specified. So basically, the 3.8 percent tax that the Affordable Care Act put onto um, investment income—you know, if you have uh, investments that you make of individuals, estates, and um, trusts—with a a certain uh, level of income, so AKA a high income, uh, people who have lots of money and have an investment—a 3.8 whopping. Three point eight percent (laughs) tax, that that uh, that 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 came into play under the Affordable Care Act to help uh, with those subsidies and uh, with an expansion of Medicaid. Medicare. Um, This bill would repeal that three point eight percent tax on your net investment income, with incomes over above specified yet non-specified amounts. So that's the last part of the bill. That's the very last section. Basically, uh, we're rich and we don't want to pay for this anymore, this, this uh, damning 3.8% tax. Um, other things that I can uh, enumerate rem- rem- here for you. Um, ah, this section repeals a provision that prohibits certain health insurance providers from deducting remuneration paid to an officer, director, or employee in excess of $500,000. So if you're an health insurance provider and you're paying an employee over $500,000, um, this would prohibit it repeals, I hate, I hate legalese. It repeals a provision that prohibits certain things. (laughs) It's like, come on. But basically saying like, they can't like deduct, um, you'll be able to deduct, um, that, that money. This is my favorite part of the bill right here. This section repeals the 10% excise tax on the price of indoor tanning services. So I guess they were looking for the Democrats when they made the Obamacare Act, Affordable Care Act, they were looking for places to get money to help subsidize people to pay for health insurance. And they figured, well, you know what, what is superfluous? I know, indoor tanning, let's tax them. So 10% an excise tax on those services. Um, This bill would repeal it because Lord knows if you're going to pay to get your tanning done on the inside. Another 10%. Again, could be soul crushing. Um, so basically, uh, this bill says um, all the people who are affluent enough to have investment, to get paid $500,000 or more from their uh, company, uh, insurance companies they work for, uh, if you have enough money to go get tanning on the uh, indoor tanning beds, Um, you know what, we're going to help you out and take those old little taxes away that you got put on there a few years ago. And everybody else who's poor, you now officially have to be poorer in order to qualify for Medicaid or Medicare. And um, if you have a lapse in your eligibility for at least a month, then your premiums will go up by 30% the following year. Happy fucking birthday from the Republican Party. So um, don't worry, everybody. This is uh, not the law. Um, This is just kind of a a meek attempt to uh, look like they're doing something. So thanks for tuning in to Women's Magazine today. I'm Global Val, and uh, stay tuned for the Common Thread Collective coming up next here Mutiny Radio FM. We're gonna have a big uh, community shindig, open mic, music, poetry, activism, information, uh, inspiration, and all that good stuff. Uh, We've got a, a cool. A uh, Cuban musician who has just relocated to San Francisco, and um, he's going to be coming through for the Common Thread Collective as well. So, hope you come down and join us. We're at the corner of Twenty. Uh, hold on, Dave. Hey. Hold on, Dave. I am. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to the show. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, inspiration is contagious. Peace. Thank you, and Freedom.